Welcome to Change Board's Future Talent Podcast, our series of exclusive interviews with business leaders and thinkers to uncover their perspectives on the changing world of work. My name is Mary Appleton and I'm Change Board's editor. Today I'm joined by Mike Dennett, who is Chief Executive of BMW Group Financial Services, a role he's held since April 2015. BMW UK has recently launched its 2018 Innovation Lab. The new programme builds upon the success of the inaugural lab in 2016, which saw four out of five incubated startups succeed in building ongoing relationships with the company's UK commercial operations. The 10-week programme, based at the headquarters of BMW UK, will be run in collaboration with corporate innovation specialist L Marks. And as part of this programme, successful startups will have access to first-class mentorship, accessing insights from leading subject matter experts in the automotive and automotive finance sectors. Successful candidates will be able to access data, gather insights and aim to test their products and services in live customer environments. And it's a great example of big business learning from small, agile operations truly encompassing an entrepreneurial spirit. The BMW Innovation Lab 2018 will also see the company add a new entrepreneur programme to inspire, shape and realise innovative ideas from the 1300 strong workforce operating across BMW Group's three commercial divisions in the UK. In this podcast today, I speak to Mike about the Innovation Lab, the Entrepreneur Programme, and how this is creating an environment within a global business that can truly unleash employee creativity, as well as his learnings on leadership and his expectations for the future of work. Good afternoon, Mike, and thanks so much for joining us today. Could you start a little bit by telling us about your career background? How did you get to where you are now? Um, well, good afternoon, and uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Um, my, I trained as a chartered accountant um, with PricewaterhouseCoopers, and uh, I think I got a little bit of a travel bug then when I spent some time in Australia and then West Africa, Sierra Leone, for a short period. Um, and I was then invited to join BMW in '99. So I came into the financial services division. That was always my specialist industry. Um, and then I've kind of been on a, a little bit of a, a gypsy journey of, uh, of travel ever since. So three years in the UK, then three years in, in Germany, Munich, part of the headquarter, but also in the German market. Uh, three years back in the UK. Um, and then I was appointed as a CFO for financial services in South Africa. Um, that was a great experience, both personally from a family perspective, but from a business as well. Really seeing the ownership as a, as a director of the business and taking responsibility. Uh, and then I was appointed to CEO of our financial services business in Belgium. Uh, I was there for four years. That's the longest actually I've ever stayed in a role within BMW, four years so far. Um, and then following that, I was invited to become CEO of the Northern European region, which is the Scandinavian countries, the Baltics. So looking after a sub-region of, of seven different markets before eventually in 2015 uh, joining the UK business over here. Okay, fantastic. And, and what does your role as CEO of financial services of BMW comprise at the moment? Do you know, I dread that question. When your kids, <laughs> say, when your kids say, what do you do at work? You have to really think long and hard. Um, my role really, I think, is to, um, it's a bit cliched, but is to, is to lead the business forward. Um, I get a fairly uh, comfortable and open remit from, from our shareholder, the BMW Group. Um, obviously certain targets, but it is to grow the business. Uh, and I take that in a very broad sense. So it's growing the business, it's growing the people, um, and it, it's making sure that the, the business has a long-term sustainable future. 
Um, and the financial services division supports um, financing our, our retail network as well as financing customers. So we have a number of different facets to look at and we need to balance those as we grow, th grow forward. Um, and I have to say, it's, it's a really enjoyable job. The UK is a really mature market. It's a dynamic market. The customer expectations are getting more and more. Um, and therefore, it, it, it presents challenges all the time. And how does the financial services division interact with the rest of BMW Group? Um, well, we're very integrated. Um, uh, I think purchasing and using vehicles um, in the public domain um, now entails, in the majority of cases, finance. So we're fully integrated into the processes within our retail stores around the country, but we're also fully integrated with what we call our national sales company, and they focus on the importation and distribution of, uh, of vehicles and parts, but also the marketing thereof. So they're the, the main sort of... Uh, uh, manufacturer if you if you call it that in in the UK so so we're working hand in hand all the time and that's why we, we actually moved to this campus here in Farnborough so that all of our businesses in the UK could be together to to improve that collaboration and working together and I'm sure that during your career you and your time here at BMW you've seen the automotive industry really change oh in, indeed and and i think here we we have to look at the consumer so so where are the consumer trends going um what are people wanting now what do they need uh, and i think that that is changing all the time um changing as the different generations come through into car ownership um but also it's changing within the existing generations um so i think expectations are very different what we do know is that those expectations are getting higher and higher and we need to be faster and easier to do business with, just like anybody else to a large extent. So is it all about click and collect? Is it all about home delivery? Is it about in-store shopping? Well, actually, it's about all of them. So whether that's Waitrose or whether that's, that, that's something else, we need to make sure that we're matching pace with consumer demand. And big question, what about driverless cars? Well, uh, yes, yeah, very well documented, and I'm sure it's on yeah. the horizon. Um, at the moment, we're, we're very much focusing locally uh, on what's available locally, of course. Um, and I think the, the question of uh, battery power as well. And fortunately for me, being the finance guy, then I can focus on what's happening here locally. And we allow our clever engineers centrally to work <laughs> on those things. And I know that they're working very hard at the moment. OK, we're looking forward to see, <laughs> seeing what innovations come out. So speaking of innovation, you lead the BMW Innovation Lab. Can you tell us a bit about that? What does it involve? How did it come about? I can. Um, I, yeah, I'm very proud to be able to lead it, but there's a lot of other people, of course, involved. So, so the Innovation Lab started in uh, 2016. Uh, that was our first one. We partnered up with a company called Elm Marks, who have experience in, in doing these things. And um, we, I always come from the perspective, you don't know what you don't know but somebody else might. So if we partner up in a corporate accelerator like this with other partners, um, then we might find out some things that we're, we're not yet aware of. Um, there's always that risk of a little bit of uh, groupthink. Um, and if we do what we've always done, we might always get what we've always got. So by inviting others to join our business and to look at some of our challenges, we're just hoping that they will think a little bit differently. And I was delighted to say that in 2016, we had great success with the lab, so much so that we're doing it again, and actually we've developed it further. And what are the ambitions for the Innovation Lab? 
Um, a number of different ones, to be honest. Um, there's the, the typical ambition of a corporate accelerator to look at inviting startups into the business, to see what they could offer you, to see whether we could get ahead against competition to some extent. Um, but they're kind of the obvious ones. Um, the biggest um, objective of mine, really, is, is to think a little bit differently to make my board think a little bit differently, to challenge me on the way in which I think, because we need to be a little bit faster and a little bit more agile. I mean, we're a big corporate. We've got l processes and procedures and all of these things. Mm. But by inviting the startups in, they just don't work in that way. And, and it's just forcing us to think differently, to make quick decisions, to understand that we will fail on some of those decisions, so fail fast and then move on. Um, and bringing people together in one room who make the decision collectively. So it's all about agile and this scrum thinking and, and, and all that. It, it's really about agile faster and, and just thinking a bit differently. And what sort of feedback have you had from the rest of the business? Oh, it's been brilliant. It, it, it was really, really good. We, we engaged very much with our associates, so with our employees. Yeah. Um, we were continually giving them an update. So much was the interest that we had a little bit of a show and tell day just outside of our, our restaurant um, for a couple of days so people could engage and ask questions of the startups and so we we really brought the startups into the business and and the appreciation and the interest of the associates was huge so much so that this year we've extended it to an entrepreneurship lab which whereby we're inviting our, our internal associates to come up with similar ideas okay so can you tell us a bit about that uh, yeah, absolutely. We, so we've, we've launched this. We started just with BMW Financial Services doing this innovation lab. And yeah. now we've expanded that to the whole of the campus. So that's the sales organization, financial services, and our fleet organization, Alphabet. Okay. So we're about 1,300 people strong on campus. Um, and we launched this um, entrepreneurship lab where we invited people to come and, uh, and attend a, a presentation on what it's all about. Um, it was non-mandatory. Um, and we had over a third of our associates come and attend one of these information sessions. And that led to them going away and thinking about, well, I've got some ideas. And they partner up with other people mm. uh, within the business. And the 70 applicants came forward. They then went into workshops. Uh, they were given some coaching, some mentoring, a little bit of uh, yeah, hints here and there. They refined their applications. And then we took them into a, a final proposal. And then the top eight teams went off to the Said Business School, part of the Oxford uh, University, yeah. um, to develop them further. And they're busy working away on them now. So, uh, yeah, it's created a real buzz around the campus, I have to say. Fantastic. And can you share any examples of the sorts of things that they're working on? Well, um, I'd rather go generically at the moment rather yeah. than steal their thunder because <laughs> we, we have to wait for them to work their ideas uh, a little bit more. Um, but we've, we gave them two um, categories, the customer of today and the customer of the future. And I have to say we've got a good spread across both of those categories. Okay. We've got teams that work across the three different divisions. And they've come together, worked an idea, and then presented that as a, as a solution. So it's really pushing the collaboration between our different business divisions that I think we've ever experienced before. So they're, they're working on all sorts of cross-divisional activity, but focused on customer, which is great. And when are, when are they going to be coming back and presenting their ideas? Well, we started in September. They're working now um, through up until January, and then February will be the time then we'll start to see some of the output. Fantastic. So. Look forward to seeing that. So 
those couple of initiatives that you've spoken about, the Innovation Lab and the Entrepreneur Lab, BMW is obviously a global business. So is there any plan to roll this out globally across the rest of the, the company? Well, I have to say this, this was a, it's a local initiative. So okay. it's something that uh, together with my board, we decided would be a good thing to do. Um, and it was very much a local thing because we wanted to focus on the local customer. What I've learned over the years in these different countries is that cultures are different. I mean, it sounds obvious and, mm. and it is obvious to some extent, but that also means that our customer culture and customer thinking is very different. Uh, and the Innovation Lab last year and this year is very f much focused on the customer and the customer experience. Um, so at the moment it's focusing very much local for local and, and we're bringing then everything together here on campus, again focusing on the UK market. Um, I certainly know there's been some interest by some of my colleagues overseas, but at the moment we're focusing on that local for local element. Mm, okay. And you talked about um, some of the innovations focusing around the future customer. Now, in the media at the moment, there's loads of talk about the future workforce mm -hmm. and what will the future of work look like. What do you believe are kind of the skills that future leaders will need to succeed within the future of work? And how are you nurturing those within BMW? Well, that's, that's a very good question. Um, I think... I think we would probably all agree that the rate of change and the pace of change today is the slowest it's going to be for the rest of our lives. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, if we look um, back, I mean, it's only 10 years that the iPhone's been around and we can't imagine now that it, it ever would not, not have been around. So um, what's really important is that we're adaptable, um, us as individuals, but also collectively as leadership teams. Um, and that's one of the things that we wanted to drive forward is that freedom of thinking, quick thinking, agility, flexibility, but above all, to be prepared, to be adaptable. I'd love to prepare for the future if we knew what the future held. I mean, and, and Brexit's the great topic. If we knew what it really held, then we could prepare. But at the moment, we just then have to be adaptable to what comes through. So the skills that we're looking for in our future leaders is that thinking on your feet, adaptability, um, leading and inspiring others as well. Uh, and allowing that empowerment of your team to, to carry forward. And what do you see as your personal role in helping to shape the workforce of the future here at BMW? Um, I mean, as CEO, you have to juggle a number of different responsibilities. Part of it is to lead the business forward, to grow the business sustainably. Um, part of it, of course, is to look at the, the needs and the wants of the shareholder and satisfy the shareholder demands. Um, but all of that will manifest itself in, in what you and your people do. So I think the biggest role and responsibility I have is, is to lead the people, to then lead the organization. I think it was Richard Branson who said that the most important people in my business is not my customer, but my associates. Because if I have happy associates, then they will drive happy customers. It's really important that we develop our people and give them the freedom to, to think and to learn. And, and great leaders don't create followers, they create more great leaders. Mm. So I'm focused very much on, on my leadership team, developing my leadership team to be the leaders of the future, of their own businesses going forward, and for them to focus on their teams and to create further leaders. So, so we're very much building future leaders, and that's the name of our, our internal management development program, is, is all about building future leaders and taking them forward. And I think the entrepreneurship lab here is, is a great demonstration of giving people that freedom to, 
to lead their own projects and to to lead things that they wouldn't normally do on a day-to-day level mm, okay fantastic and you personally so how are you preparing yourself for the changing world of work um i'm very fortunate i think over the years with with my travel around to to be enriched by the different customer and the cultural experiences and and you always take that with you um but also there's been a lot of training that uh, i've had and and i bring that into play on a regular basis we we have to remind ourselves you know what have we learned over the years what's applicable right now and what can we carry forward um, so for, for me personally, I have a, a set of values as a leader in the business, and it's all about development. So to develop the business, to develop my people, and to develop myself. So every day we're, we're learning, we're taking impulses, whether it's from our associates, feedback, from external, whether it's training, courses, um, or just listening to inspiring people, TED Talks, for example. And it's, it's just open your mind and, and take on board what may be relevant for you at, at any particular point in time. I'm very self-reflective, and sometimes that's a double-edged sword because you're very <laughs> self-critical. But at the same time, then, then we always look to improve and develop. And I think that's the only advice I could give anybody out there is, is keep developing and keep changing. And what would you say is the biggest learning you've had during your career? Oh, wow. Um, there's an exp- a couple of expressions that, that I've, I sometimes use. And, and being a leader... People either choose to follow you or they won't. Cho- you can never make people follow you. So I've always challenged myself under the direction of somebody else at the time is why would people choose to follow you? Um, and that stays in my mind. We have to make sure that people will choose to follow a good leader. Um, so it's thinking about well, what's in it for those people who you want to follow you and making sure that you're playing to their needs and their demands. Um, so... I think that that's, that's a really important thing that I've, I've learned over the years. And I've had circumstances where people have not chosen to follow me uh, and I've had to find a way around it. And, and I think it's that resilience and finding a way around that's important um, for, the, for long-term sustainability. I really liked what you said earlier about you don't know what you don't know. Mm. Um, and you've talked a lot about looking into the future and gaining advice and, and insight from, from those around you. What would you say would be the main things that people who aspire to be in a role like yourself as a CEO have to keep in mind as they're progressing through their careers? What can they be doing? Um, I mentioned before about um, taking impulses and feedback, and I think it's really important to, to take the time to obtain that feedback and be accessible and open to receive those, those bits of feedback. So it, it is important to be, to be out there and accessible with, with your associates uh, as well as external people. And if you're always busy and locked away, then you're not inviting that feedback to come through. Um, so it is important to get, get out with your associates and, and just to listen sometimes. Take those things on board. Don't react immediately. Um, and, and then reflect and see, well, okay, what's really relevant here for, for me as a leader, for my team as a leadership team? which we look for consistent leadership, um, but for the business overall. I think they're really important things to take in mind. Okay. And what's next on your agenda as CEO of BMW Financial Services Group? We're kind of coming to the end of 2017. What are you going in with your top agenda (laughs) list for 2018? Oh, I can't give too much away. (laughs) No, no. Um, Seriously, I think... 
I mentioned before, it's about development, development of the business. And we have plans for development of the business, but it needs to be in a sustainable way. So we can be uh, very ambitious and continue to grow, but it needs to be done sustainably. We're focusing very much on, on the customer and very much on, on the consumer and consumer behavior and making sure that we're listening and adapting. We want to make life for our customers as easy as possible. Um, people are very time short these days, so we need to make it easy and, and transparent for our customers, particularly in today's day of regulation with financial services. Um, and they're not actually that easy to do. With a portfolio of over half a million customers uh, on board at the moment, it, it's really important to get that transparency and that personal message out there, um, but at the same time, it needs to be done sustainably. So we're looking at, at our processes, our transparency, and our interaction with customers. Uh, internally, uh, we're going to continue to focus on the development of our people, uh, giving them opportunities because they give us business opportunities. Um, and that's how it all works together. So it's, it's more evolution rather than revolution, but we, we touched on this a little bit earlier. Let's be prepared for change and let's be prepared to be quick, agile and adapt. And, uh, and that's very, very high on, on my board of directors list of things to be aware of going forward. And so sustainability you talked about, is that from a future talent perspective, is that what future employees are looking for from you as an employer? I, I think it is. So certainly sustainability. So the, the greener environment, etc. I think is very, very much on, um, on future employees and current employees' agenda. Yeah. But today's younger generation of employees are looking for more um, than perhaps yesteryear's generations are looking for. It's not just about receiving a paycheck at the end of the day and certain benefits. Of course, it's very important, compensation and benefits, but they're looking for empowerment. They're looking for enrichment. They're looking for flexibility. They're looking for collaboration. Um, not necessarily looking for a, a full career throughout their whole lifetime with one, one company either. Yeah. And we must respect that. And, and that's what we're trying to do with our, our culture here on campus is to provide those engagement, enriching, flexibility opportunities. Um, and, and I think we've got a good balance at the moment, but we're certainly not... Um, too uh, conceited to, to think that we'll you know not need to change again I think we need to listen to our associates and we do regular surveys um, we've come out fairly well at the moment but we will continue to look at those surveys and get the feedback final question what would be we've talked a lot about the advice that you would give to to our listeners today change board listeners what would be the one piece of advice that you would you would give in terms of how you can really lead with authenticity and bring people on a journey with you to be a successful CEO? Well, you, you used a great word there in terms of authenticity and certainly being yourself and being authentic is absolutely essential. But I would always go back to that question, why would somebody choose to follow me as a leader? And once you start to answer that question and you get it right, it, it kind of clicks into place. So always look at what other people are looking for and see what you can provide to motivate them and, and help them motivate themselves. Thank you very much indeed for joining us today, Mike. And we look forward to bringing you another Future Talent podcast very soon.